The Pistons found themselves down by 20 at one point to the Washington Wizards. The 2-14, and 14, now 3-14 and 14 Washington Wizards, they lose this game. They've now lost 14 straight games. I, I have nothing. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. For those of you guys watching, for those of you guys watching on YouTube, you guys may be wondering, why do you have a Warriors snapback on? Because the Pistons have broken me. They've broken me. And I had to I had to set the tone of the podcast right off the bat by wearing a Warrior snapback. They've broken me. Now you may be asking, why did you pick a Warrior snapback? It's simply the only other team snapback that I have. I lost my Bulls one, and I went where the Bulls one anyway, because the Bulls are also bad and wouldn't make much sense. So um the Golden State Warrior snapback, it will be it, it will stay on for the entirety of this podcast because of what happened. Um look guys, I mean fourteen straight games. They found themselves down 20 to the Washington Wizards. They lost by 19. This is a team that was also the worst team in the NBA, 2-14, and 14, just like the Pistons, and they looked clearly better than the Pistons. Like, both these teams were supposed to be the worst team in the NBA, and the Wizards looked so far and away better than they did. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I, I was seriously questioning coming on the podcast and just, like, having dead silence through the entire episode. Um, there's so many different ways you could go and I'm going to try to tackle all the different point of views here all the different routes we can go later on we'll talk about changes that need to be made is there any hope we'll talk about that later but there's one there's just one place that I I, want to go with immediately and it concerns Cade Cunningham everyone knows I'm high on Cade Everyone knows I, I think Cade has a really, really bright future. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows that I wanted Cade before the draft. Everyone knows I, was, I am extremely high on Cade's future. Let me say this right now. Cade may not be that guy. He may not be that guy. But we will never find out if he is or is not that guy if the Pistons keep doing what they're doing. We will never find out. Cade will never be given a fair chance to prove whether he is the guy or not the guy if he is going to remain on the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Pistons are going to continue to do this to him. Let me, let me give you guys an example. Let me give you guys some evidence to what I'm talking about. Let's just go. I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Cade is the only top pick I have witnessed that goes to a team and through three years, they've yet to put a roster around him that helps develop him and helps optimize him the best way possible. What people need to understand, I'm going to continue to scream it until, oh, the entire time Cade's on this roster. 
Yes, Cade is the franchise guy. Cade is the future. Everything rides on Cade. However, that does not mean Cade came into the NBA as a finished product. Cade is a 21-year-old NBA basketball player. He has 92 games into his NBA career. Just like Killian Hayes needed to be a development, just like Isaiah Stewart needs to be developed, just like Jalen Duran needs to be, just like Jane Ivey needs to be, just like Asar Thompson needs to be, Cade Cunningham needs to be developed too. He did not enter the NBA as a finished product. He did not enter the NBA as a superstar. He did not enter the NBA as the franchise player. He needs to be developed. He needs to be developed just like everyone else does. And so far through 92 games and three years of his career, the Pistons have put every other player's priority of their development first above Cade. Cade is quite literally last, it feels like, on the development wish list for the Detroit Pistons. And it makes no sense at all. There's there's only been one point in Cade's whole career that he's had a lineup and a roster that's made sense around him, and it was the second half of his rookie season when they traded for Marvin Bagley because he didn't have a lob threat, and they surround him with spacers, and he had a freaking fantastic second half of his rookie season. He ended his rookie season absolutely fantastic. We remember the month of March that everyone talked about that hadn't been a month by a rookie, hadn't been done since Michael Jordan. The numbers he put up. He looked fantastic his second second half of his rookie season. And it was because that was the only time that this roster made sense around him. The only time they put lamps out there that made sense around him. The only time. Cade is not a finished product. Cade does not can't is not good enough right now to elevate everyone else. He's not good enough to play with bad players and players that don't fit and still succeed. And he shouldn't be expected to. He's 92 games into his NBA career. And the reason why this has me so heated is that the Pistons' future relies on this dude. They, this, their future relies on him. It, however far Cade goes is how far the Pistons will go. So you ought to want to find out if he is that guy or not. And the Pistons have given him no chance and no shot at all to prove whether he is or not. We've seen flashes of him looking like the guy. I think he can be the guy. I think he can be a top 10 player in this NBA. I think he has that type of potential. But he's never going to get there if his prior, if his development is not made a priority. He's not a finished product. He needs to be developed. He needs help still. If this was Cade at 25 years old in year 6 and 7, okay, then obviously you have your answer by then, clearly. And you can make your decision. Obviously by then you know what he is. But at 21... 92 games into his career, you're not expecting... He shouldn't be the best player on the team. He shouldn't be the best player on a playoff team. He should not be. He needs help. He needs roster people. He needs a better roster around him. And that's okay to say. That's not some signaling bad thing. Oh, he must not be a franchise player. They all... Every franchise player needs help. They all need to be developed at the beginning of their career. LeBron didn't even enter the NBA as the best player on a playoff team. He didn't even make the playoffs. None of them do. None of them do this idea that Kate entered the NBA and now he should automatically be a superstar. He should automatically be the franchise player with no help around him, with no roster around him that makes sense. It makes no sense. No sense. Let's go to his draft class. Just his. You can go to all the other draft classes, but let's just go to his. Jalen Green looks better this year. Why? The Houston Rockets have surrounded him with vets and players that actually make sense for him. They went out and spent cap space to get better players. They got the right players around him. 
And now he's looking better. Let's go to Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley was drafted into a situation with Darius Garland and Jared Allen, and then he acquired Davin Mitchell. Like, very clearly in a good situation with players better than him. Scotty Barnes was drafted to a championship damn roster. To Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi. He wasn't even the fourth or fifth option on that team till damn near this year. Jalen Suggs is on a team with Paolo Bancaro, with Franz Wagner, with uh, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. You go to the Thunder, Josh Giddy. He's with a team of Shy Gilgis Alexander. Now with Chet Holmgren, with Jalen Williams, with other players who are good as well that are better than him and can help him get better. Jonathan Kaminga went to the Warriors, won a championship. Franz Wagner again. Davion Mitchell went to a team in the Sacramento Kings that had a good roster. Like, you should just go down. And now we're at, like, the ninth pick. And I'm just talking about the top picks. Go to the top picks in any draft. That's what you see. And the Pistons have just completely ignored that. They are they have set Cade Cunningham up to fail through 92 games. They have set him up to fail. It's on the front office, it's on this team. It's on, it's on everybody. Cade does not absorb the criticism. He needs to be more efficient from the floor. I'd like his shot diet to get a little better. He has to take better care of the basketball. But he's not expected to be amazing at all these things at 21. Anthony Edwards, I had this tweeted at me just a few, like, I think like 30 minutes ago or something. Anthony Edwards is his, third, his fourth year in the NBA. The Timberwolves are going crazy. They're really taking off. He's in year four. He's in year four, and now it's finally happening. Last year, he played with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. He played with other All-Stars, and people saw him coming. Now this year, they're, they've arrived. The Pistons will never arrive. Cave will have no chance at arriving if they don't put a team around him or a play, put some players around him that help him develop. Cade needs to be developed, everyone. Pistons, the Pistons organization, franchise, Cade needs to be developed just like every other young player. Every other young player does not take president over Cade. I don't understand. It's, it literally seems like every other player's development on this roster has been taken into consideration but Cade Cunningham's. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. So I'll say it one more time to wrap the segment up. Cade Cunningham may not be the guy. Cade Cunningham may not be the Pistons franchise player. But we will never find out Cade will be, never be given a fair chance to even try to become their Pistons franchise player if he's been if he's going to continue to be given square pegs in a round hole his entire career. He's not going to have a chance at doing it without good players around him. He has no chance at doing it. Zero chance. So if that's what you're going to continue to do, just trade him then. If that's what you're going to do, you're not going to put team around him. You're not going to try to get, put players around him that best optimize him and help develop him and give him a chance. If you're not going to do that, just move him. Just trade him then. Just trade him. Because now you're just wasting your time. You're wasting his time. You're wasting our time. I, I, I can't. I can't. And again, I'll say it one more time. Cade may not be that guy. But can we give him a chance? Can he be given a fair chance? Like, I don't get it. I'm not kidding. Go through every other draft class at the top of the class and look at it compared to Cade's. Look at it. Just do it. I'm telling you. Just do it. I- I'm heated. I'm heated. When we come back, do changes need to be made? Hell yes. Hell yes. There needs to be some changes made. We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm, I'm, I'm on one right now, man. I'm on one. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline winning bet. 
get to 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And just earlier, I was looking at the spread for the Pistons game. The Pistons actually were favored by two and a half points. I did not take this spread, and thank God I did not, because I would have lost that. Everyone would have lost that. That's the kind of thing you can do over at FanDuel. I'd recommend staying away from all Pistons games and all Pistons spreads, because it's not looking good for the Pistons. I'd stay completely away. But you can go with other teams in the NBA and the NFL, other, any other sport, just stay away from the Pistons on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Get started with the NBA season. That's what FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. What I talked about in that first segment, I could, I could seriously keep going right now. It, it seriously is it's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And I'm not making excuses for Cade. Cade has to become more efficient. He has to stop turning the ball over as much. There are things that Cade has to get better at. But my point is, of course there is. He needs to get better. He's only 21. What, actually, he might be 22. I know I've said 21 quite a few times, but I think he just turned 22. Um, yeah, he just turned 22. So, yeah, he's 22. That's my fault. 22 years old, 92 games into his career. He, Of course he needs to be developed. Of course he needs to get better. He's not expected to be great right now. He's 92 games into his career. Only the generational players are great instantly. And no one said that Kate is Michael Jordan, like, out the gate. No one thought, no one has said that. He needs to be developed. He needs to be given a chance to develop. The Pistons need to put a roster around him that helps him get better. Every other team at the top of the draft has done this besides the Pistons. It's insanity. It's embarrassing. It's wrong. They're doing Cade wrong. They're putting him in terrible positions. I feel bad for him. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. And what's going to happen if you keep doing this? Cade's definitely not going to become the guy. You're gonna, this rebuild is going to hit a flat. It's, 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 gonna, it's not going to succeed at all. And the Pistons will be back to rebuilding again in two years if you keep going this route. Get some players around Cade that makes sense. Give him a chance to develop and succeed so you can see if he is the guy. Then if that case, if he's not the guy, then you know. I'm willing to bet, based off what I've seen in his career, he will be that guy if you give him some people that make sense. If you give him a roster, that makes sense. I'm willing to take that bet. It's a bet you have to take. You wasted the first pick on him. You took him with the first pick. It's a bet you have to take. The fact that they not, they're not taking that bet, but every other team in NBA history has at the top of the draft in the top five picks, it's crazy. It's lunacy. I, I, I don't get it. It, it. it makes no sense. Anyways, let's, should, there be, should there be changes made to the Detroit Pistons? Yes. There should be changes made by the change of the new year. If by the change of the new year, there's been no changes made, this franchise is unserious. This team is unserious. And I, I, I don't know what else I could say. At the change of the new year, if there's no moves made, I promise you guys, I don't know what I'll be able to come on this podcast and talk about. I don't know. I, I have no clue about what could come on. I could come on this podcast and say to you guys, because this team would be unserious. Now, again, I've highlighted this date for you guys, December 15th. December 15th is when free agents that, can, that were signed this past season can be traded. 
the Pistons should be making a move in between December 15th and December 31st. In between that time, there needs to be a move made, a trade made. I'm not saying here calling for everyone to be fired. I, I'm, I won't come out and say that. But something needs to change, whether it's a change in the front office, whether it's a change to the ownership, whether it's a change to a member in the front office, to members of the front office, whether it's a change to the coaching staff, a member of the coaching staff, the entire coaching staff, or if it's a change to a roster, to some players, to all the players, something needs to change. It has to change. Being the worst team in the NBA, getting blown out by the other worst team in the NBA is utterly unacceptable. Not putting a team around Kay Cunningham that makes sense and helps him get better is utterly unacceptable. It's unacceptable and changes have to be made. This is year four of the Detroit Pistons rebuild. And what we were told before, not even before this season, Pistons fans have been lied to. They have been lied to. Either they've been lied to or the job has not been done correctly. You pick your route. I won't do it for you. I won't say it. I won't say it because I won't have people saying, hey, I accuse this person. No, I'm laying out the two possible options. Either you lied, Pistons fans have been lied to, or you have not succeeded at your job. It's one of those two routes. Because before this season, two seasons ago, Pistons fans were told that last year was the jump. But then Cade got hurt. So everyone gave you gave the, the Pistons a pass. Then this past offseason, we were told heading into this offseason, expect moves to be made. They have a ton of cap space. It's coming. The chain, uh, you know, Some moves are going to be made. And no moves were made. And then in the offseason, we were told that this team... Goal was to be competitive until the end of the year, to be fighting at the end of the year, to be playing meaningful games towards the end of the year. That doesn't, they notice how they didn't say playoffs. They didn't say playing, just simply be competitive, which is fine. I was on board with that. You guys remember before the season, a lot of Pistons fans were really high. I was not high on this team. I didn't think they would be that good. But having the goal of simply being competitive towards the end of the year, playing in meaningful games, not tanking and resting your all your guys in February. Having that goal, being competitive throughout the year, being a much better team, that was the goal as well, they said. We want to be a better team. That's what they said. That's the words that came out their mouth. Well, through 16 games of this season, you are the worst team in the NBA again. You just got blown out by another the other team that was competing with you for the worst team in the NBA. Your roster moves that you made in the offseason aren't playing at all. They won't play for the Pistons, I assume. Everything looks bad. Everything's went backwards. So, again, either the Pistons fans were lied to, and that, not, that wasn't actually what you were planning on for this season, or you have not succeeded at your job. Pick the route. I don't care which one you go down. Either one leads to the same destination of changes need to be made. But, but either one. Either one leads to changes need to be made. Somewhere. Somewhere. This cannot keep happening. I'm, I'll come out and say it right now. I don't care at this point. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be transparent with my listeners. I don't care about anything else now. Don't care about anything else. I'm going to be transparent with my listeners. Pistons fans, you guys should not purchase a singular ticket the rest of the year until changes are made. There there should not be a singular Pistons fan in Little Caesars Arena until some changes are made. Until this franchise shows that shows you guys that they're a serious team. Until they're, they, they act serious about the job. And, until that happens... There's not a single Pistons fan that should show up for any game, 
for the Detroit Pistons. Not a single fan. Little Caesars Arena should be empty every single time the Pistons play until something happens. Until something happens. Everything should be on the board. Everything should be on the board. Any possible decision decision should be on the board for the Detroit Pistons. Being the worst team in the NBA again was not on the board. Being the worst team in the NBA was not what Pistons fans were told. Being the worst team in the year, uh, being the worst team in the NBA again in year four was not the vision that Pistons fans were sold in year one, in year two, and it sure as hell wasn't what Pistons fans were show, sold in year three. It that's not what they were sold. And now, in the process of whatever the hell this is, your number one overall pick, you're setting him up to fail, which is obviously setting you up to fail. And by setting him up to fail, you're setting up other players to fail. Everyone else is struggling. Everyone else isn't playing as well. Because, you know what? Guys, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I, for the last five podcasts, I've come on here and I've ranted. And I've talked about how they've hit rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. The last five podcasts I've done this. I, I can't keep doing it. I, like, I can't. I, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. This team is, and by the way, it's being talked about on ESPN. All over the place. Everyone's making fun of the piss and somehow how much of a train wreck they are. It, they're global news now. It's not just Detroit. Global news. Everyone's talking about it. It's embarrassing. I, I, I don't know what else I can... Like, if, if changes don't get made, I don't, I don't know what I can do for you guys, man. I, I, I promise you, I will peace out of this season. I will peace out of this season. And every podcast will start being throwback podcast. We'll start watching old games from good times. We'll start talking about other things. I, I will stop talking about this season. If something doesn't turn around and changes aren't made. Because there's only so many times I can come on this podcast and rant about things that are obviously going terribly wrong. There's only so many things I can say about that. There's only so many things. So I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I feel terrible. I feel terrible for Pistons fans. Terrible for Pistons fans. And if you want me to be honest, I don't just feel bad for Cade. I feel bad for a lot of the Pistons players too. Because a lot of them, they don't just not fit with Cade. But it's hurting all of them. Everyone's being hurt by this. Because I think the Pistons probably have quite a few players that will be in the NBA in a rotation in five, six years. They have a lot of players on the team that will be NBA players in a few years. But not in these roles the Pistons have them in. And by doing this, it's just simply hurting their chances at reaching whatever possible ceiling they have. Trades, changes, it needs, something needs to happen. It's hurting everybody involved. And now it's becoming a laughing stock across the NBA. That ain't me saying it. That's what everyone's saying. That's not me. When we come back, is there any hope? I- I'm going to try my best to give you guys some hope. Some light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to try my best. But first, you guys got to hear from one of our lovely sponsors, Prize Picks. And let me tell you guys, even with all doom and gloom going on with the Pistons, I do get a little hyped up talking about price picks because price picks is my favorite daily fantasy option out there. It's also the largest fantasy option, daily fantasy option in North America. It's the easiest way and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You simply pick more or less than a than a player's price picks projection. You pick two to six players, more or less, and you watch the winnings roll in. And some of the reasons why price picks 
I love it so much. One, they have a reboot policy. So if a player gets hurt in the first half that's on your entry, guess what? It gets rebooted instantly. You don't automatically lose like you do with other sites and with other apps. And that's one of the main reasons why I absolutely love price picks. Another reason why I love price picks is because you can do cross-sports entries with literally just about any sport. And when I say any sport, I mean basketball, football, uh, hockey, volleyball. You can go eSports. Like, you can go anywhere. You can combine them into the exact same entry. You can take the over on Jared Goff's passing yards and the over on K's assist while also taking the over, let's say, Scump's kills in a search and destroy game. Like, you can do all of it. And I know Scump's retired, okay? It was just a, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. But that's the kind of thing you can do over at Price Picks. It has everything. It's super, it's super, super easy to use. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Yes, you heard that right. You use code LockedOnNBA at Price Picks and you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is with Price Picks. That's daily fantasy sports made easy. It's my favorite option out there. Check out Price Picks today. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Is there any hope for the Pistons? There is some hope. There's some hope at the very far, 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 far distant future. But there is some hope. And I'll tell you guys what this hope is. And I'm going to be transparent with you guys about this too. Let me get prepared for this. This might go viral. This, 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 you know, but it is what it is. Let me get prepared. Cade is good. Jaden Ivey is good. Asar Thompson is good. Those guys are good pieces to have. Jalen Duran also, I think, is good. But mainly, I'll say this, and I love Asar Thompson. I think he's really good, too. I think the trio of Cade, Ivy, and Asar very clearly can be built around as the future of the Detroit Pistons. I would throw Duran in there as well. But I think at the core... I think those three right there are proving they can play together. Those three can play together. And specifically, if you really want to get even more specific than that, Cade Cunningham and Jay and Ivy can play together. Those two guys have proven, I think, they can play together and succeed offensively. I think they showed that at the beginning of Cade's second season before he got hurt. But even more so now, they can work offensively. It, you just need a front office that can help them work. The hope at the end of the tunnel is that Cade and Ivy work, and you just have to hope that you get a front office and you get some people that know how to build around them. That's the hope. That's the hope at the end of the tunnel. Now, maybe Weaver ends up being that guy. Maybe he does. But that's the hope at the end of the tunnel, that you eventually get a guy that can build around these very clear cornerstones of your franchise. There are very, very legitimate questions about whether the Pistons have that guy right now. Now, maybe Weaver ends up being that guy. I'm not calling for his job to be fired at all right now. Now, I'm not doing it. I have not said he deserves to be fired one time. Not saying. You won't catch me saying it. All I'm saying 
is there are legitimate questions that he can be the guy that can do it. And whether it's him or somebody else, they have some guys that you can build around. You just need someone who can. So the Pistons, Tom Gores, if you're listening, anybody in the Pistons organization, get the right guy that can build around them. And if you think you have the right guy right now, tell them to go make some moves. Because they have something with the young core. With those guys right there, with Cade and Ivy, those guys for sure work together. I think Cade, Ivy, and Asar for sure work together. But I know some people will question it because Asar simply can't shoot. I don't think so. I think Asar is fantastic. I think he has the potential to be absolutely absurd in this league in the future. I think those three guys right there, those three, you can build around those three. I probably would include Durant. But I know some people may not because he's a big man. He can't shoot. You know, you, you talk about how much better can he get? What other things can he bring to the game? I like Darren a lot. I'd include those four. But, again, like I said, if you really want to get specific, Asar, Cade, and Ivy, those guys I think have shown, shown me that those guys can work together if you get the right pieces around them. So get the guy in the front office that can do it. Whether it's Weaver, that's great. Go make some moves then. You have, to, you have December 15th. Go make some moves. If it's not Weaver, get someone who can. Because you're still early enough in this process with these young guys, in those young guys' career, to where you obviously can still make it work with them and get players that help them develop and eventually become the future of the Detroit Pistons and see the Pistons get back to their winning ways with those three guys leading the charge. If you don't get the right players around them, you don't build around them, and you don't get them the adequate help, the Pistons will be rebuilding again in two to three years. So I'll say it one more time. I'll look directly in the camera when I say this. The Detroit Pistons, head of the organization, whoever may be listening, if it's not Weaver, go get someone who can immediately. If you question whether Weaver can get this done and build correctly around those three guys, go get someone new right now. If you believe it's Weaver, make some moves after December 15th. Help these guys. Build a team around these guys. You have a decision to make. You have to the change of the new year. You have, the cha- they have to the change of the new year. You have those three guys. They can be built around. They have promise. Everyone sees it. You can do it. It's possible. So get someone who can. Or if you think the current guy can, go make some moves. That's all I've got. That's all I've got for you guys. I'm done. I'm done. I'll catch you guys later, man. Stay safe out here. Thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. I'll catch you guys later. Stay safe out there. Till next time, peace out.